what's up? This is Tim Pratt Jr. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this content today. I hope you hear something that adds value to your life, shaping your perspective, faith, and hope, as well as the application of seeing through and this thing that we call life. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? So welcome to season two. I'm extremely excited about this. Look, season one was very challenging for me. If you go back and listen to it, it was a lot of constructive feedback that I took. So you're going to see me just striving really to get better. I had to put something out there. And maybe that's because I was trying to grow as a communicator or whatever the reason it may have been. But this season, I'm strictly focusing on flow. And the reason why I got pushed back a month, I mean, you probably wouldn't know unless I told you, but I just believe in transparency is because I had to commit to basically the preparation, the behind the scenes, the things that you all will never see and stuff. And so with that being said, we're here. I actually had like three or four episodes recorded and it's what I wanted to do. And then, then God just was like, no, that delete those. I want you to start here. So this is season two, episode one, and we're about to get into it, but I just want you to know one thing, is that although I'm big on editing, I don't feel like you should just put crap out there and just stuff like that. At the same time, when I'm up teaching or having an opportunity to preach the gospel, I can't edit and say, hey, clean this up, clean that up, you know, let me do this, let me do that. You just got to flow. You just got to go with it. You got to stand corrected. You know, all these type of things. So with my the podcast that God has given me, with the, with my podcast that, you know, I've basically, the Lord has allowed me to do, is that that's what you're going to see here. Yes, there's be certain things I tweak here and there, but for the most part, I don't believe you can edit the Holy Spirit. And I'm not, like I say, knocking people because there's a lot of spiritual people out there that do podcasts i'm just another one out here but that's just how you know i flow and so therefore if you see me fumble with some words and things like that and be like oh man like look i just want to be my authentic self so and i want you to keep that in mind you know just going forward and then as well as these are blessing you share them in my intro and outro you know i i, I say it but i just want to say it again here like share it and just Anybody that you know that's dealing with something or maybe just like, hey, man, check this out. And all I can do is pray to God that it helps. That whatever I'm speaking by the grace of God, that when it goes forward, their spirit interpretation in a way where it can help them in their direct situation. So with that being said, let's let's get into the content for this season two, episode one. The title of this one is Divorced and Tainted Dreams. Now, this was inspired by my dad, Pastor Timothy L. Pratt Sr., and you will hear me reference him as well as my father-in-law. I got that from Tori Roberts. More so, a lot of people call it father-in-law, Pastor Alain Allen of Stuttgart, as well as my mom, Philomena Allen, and Marsha Pratt, because they have such a influence on, on my life. And yes, I, I listen to a lot of other pastors and leaders and teachers out there. And then a lot of people just day to day. But those four, and primarily, you know, my, my dad, my, my dad's, they are so influential in my life because I know they're living it. They're 
preaching what they're living. And then you might even flip and say they're living what they're preaching. And that's the most powerful thing. Anybody, for the most part, can gather a few data and put together slides and all this type of stuff and key points and transition and become very talented and present the gospel. But no power because yelling, hooping, or being just an effective teacher, that that's not the anointing. The anointing comes from striving to truly live it. And I get into that because I often hear people say, well, they not perfect. And that's true. But everything comes to the intent of the heart. I can have the intent to go cheat on my wife right now or not be a great father to my kids, you know, or the intent to be sitting up here living one thing and not come into obedience and righteousness with the word of God. I'm I'm habitually practicing sin, but at the same time, I could go out here and maybe I can see a woman in a figure. Look, this is just full of transparency. Like We got to stop playing games, act like we don't mess up. A woman can walk by in a dress and I can notice it, but then I got to start casting this stuff down and say, I'm committed to my wife. I love my wife. I got to start speaking the word of God and making that thought obedient, uh, that thought obedient into Christ. I got to have the intent to strive that I'm going to be a great father to my boys by the grace of God. I'm going to make sacrifices. I'm going to go out here in this world, but knowing, Lord, I need to be led by your spirit. I don't want to do the things I used to do or look like the world. That's all it is. It's just becoming one with the word. It's the intent of the heart. But that's a whole nother episode. But for some reason, the Holy Spirit... Like I told you, I got to flow. I, I just got to flow. And so, this episode, like I said, was inspired by the teaching a while back of my dad, Pastor Pratt. And he was talking about Joseph and Mary and how when Mary was impregnated, you know, by the Holy Spirit with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Joseph couldn't have sex with her because if he would have, he would have tainted the seed. And that seed was basically to save us from our sins, to put us back in right standing with God. We needed a savior. And, you know, and so I went back home and I studied that passage of scripture because I, I noted that in my, my tablet. And I was like, man, that's. That's, that's pretty deep. Like, I never looked at it like that. And so I went back and I started studying, you know, Matthew 1, 18 through 24. And then dropping down, you know, 22 to 23, 24. And just really pondering and on it. And then saying, Lord, you know, what do you want me to see here? Like, why do I, why, why am I, like, why am I being drawn to this over and over again? And then, like, later on, like, you know, I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, cool. Okay, that makes sense. And then it's like, you know, a few Sundays later, he noted it again, like within a different message. So then I went back to it and I said, okay, I'm going to study this because I feel like this is where God wants me. And Lord, I, by the, by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to speak to your people? And so... As I start to examine the scriptures and really look at it, that's where this title came from, Divorce and Tainted Dreams. And we'll get on the divorce part 
right here in a little bit. But the tainted part was that oftentimes, you know, we have dreams, right? And this is basically, this would be a two-point thing. Matter of fact, let's back up. I want to start another, let's start point one being divorce what God has called us a steward of. And matter of fact, let's go read it. Because Joseph was about to divorce Mary. And he was going to do it in secret, you know, to basically spare her shame and all this type of stuff. But in Matthew 1, verse 20, it reads, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is con conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph was about to divorce what God called him to steward over. The dream that's in your heart, that God has placed within you, vision, it turns all that type of stuff, whatever you want to get into, but the dream that God has shown you, has given you, are you divorcing it? Have you divorced it? Are you separated from it? Let's just use this, you know, divorce talk right now in, in a corner perspective. Because people right here in Arkansas, if I think you have to, like, if, it's, if nothing has happened or something like that, I think it's like 18 months, I want to be separated from you. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to work towards you. Nothing like that. I just, I just want to be separated from you. And the whole time you're separated or you're divorced from what God has basically said, yes, this is a dream. I've put it in you. It's basically a seed that's going to come into fruition. It's going to come into reality. But... We, as Joseph considered it, you know, he didn't do it when the Holy Spirit had spoke to him. So he was obedient. But what are we doing? We're considering it. And we just straight up divorcing it. Or thinking about divorcing it. Because we're not working towards it at all. And so that's, like, say the first point. The practicality in it is that if I was you, and I've done this, it's just straight up. I would say, okay, Lord. What's the dream in my heart that I have, like, from you? The seed that you have placed in me. Better yet, yeah, seed. The seed that you have put in my heart, that you have called me to steward over, to reach your people and present the gospel to them, to present Jesus to them. Am I divorcing it? Am I separated from it? Like, I would take out a piece of paper, get on your computer, whatever, and just start typing or writing down, okay, what's keeping me from being committed to that seed? Because when I said I do, that's just the highlight of it. But the real work comes after. Because I could have said I do and then not been intentional about cultivating that and it would have been another divorce or another separation. And so write down the things that's keeping you 
from being committed to your dreams and committed to that seed. Because whatever God placed into you, stay with the scripture. At the end, it says, because he will save his people from their sins. So that seed is not just for you. That baby wasn't just for Mary and Joseph. They were called to steward over him in the, the, the carnal perspective, the flesh part of it, mankind. But it was eternal. And so whatever is in you, that seed is eternal. Like, it's not just this thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, this is just temporary. Like, this is just something that I'm going to do while I'm here on life. No, that's going to continue to live. If you fully be obedient to God and submit and steward over what he's called you to. Okay. Second point. Where we was about to start. Are you tainting the dream or the seed? Because. If Joseph would have had sex, as I said earlier, with Mary. After she was impregnated with you know, by the Holy Spirit with Jesus. It would have messed up everything. So he couldn't, he couldn't do it. And so oftentimes I was like, Lord, what does that look like today? Like, you know, what, how is that relevant to today? And a lot of us, we're working towards the dream. We have the seed, but we talk about it too much. You put it on social media and or it's the people that's connected to you. In other words, you have the dream, the seed that's been downloaded into your spirit. But then you're around the wrong people. You're giving them, you're allowing them to penetrate the seed because now if it if the dream comes, becomes a reality, it's going to be tainted. It's not going to reach who it was supposed to reach. It's not going to be how God intended it to be. And so, same thing with that. Self-examination. Lord, am I tame? Is it me? Am I allowing my flesh to tame my dream and the seed that you have placed in me? Is it the people around me? And I don't know what that looks like for you, but you have to basically... Look at the man or the woman in the mirror and just start getting into that word. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will guide you and show you what you need to do. Are you gossiping too much? Some of us been called to be to counsel people. Mental health, but you gossip too much. And I understand you protected by laws, but all this type of stuff. But. Who's going to want to come talk to you and get counseling when they know nine times out of ten, you're going to tell someone else? Same thing with money. Some of us have been called to be a great blessing to people financially. Look, prayer is great, but you have to move and be the hands and feet of Jesus. You have to move from intercessory to, okay, let me actually do something about this situation. But you spend too reckless. You're sabotaging the seed. You should be investing it and compounding it. You see what I'm saying? So, but you getting everything you want. So, it's tainted. 
it's just over and over and over. So those are just examples because, like I say, I don't want this to be all hype. I want you to see the practical application, and I want this to challenge us because this is all inclusive. This is for me, too, and bring us into the righteous order of God. And I'm not talking about this religious spirit. I'm talking about just living free and living as God desired us and intended for us to live. And so as I basically close this episode out, this in this context of this passage, ask yourself, there's two points to recap. Point one, are you separated or divorced from what God has called you to steward over? Or point two, are you taking the dream or the seed that God has placed in you? Hey, thank you so much for listening to this content today. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to subscribe to it and share it with family and friends on your social media feeds. And you can also go over to www.timothypratt.org in order to find out more about the blog as well as other things that I offer on how to connect with me. So with that being said, I hope you have a blessed day and continue to see this thing through that we call life.